This is Starting Fresh, a podcast by, about, and for ambitious change makers who say yes to aligned opportunities. I'm your host, Tiffany Purdy, life and success coach, NLP practitioner, and queen of Starting Fresh. If you're looking for inspiration and direction when you're at a crossroads in life, you're in the right place. It's good to have you. Hello and welcome to the first episode of Starting Fresh. Thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate you being here. Before we dive into the main story, I want to share with you a little bit about my intention for this podcast. Um, First of all, who is likely to be a guest for this podcast? Because yes, I do intend to have many, many guests on this show. Um, These are people with great starting fresh stories. Things that we're likely to discuss might be career stories, relationship stories, money stories, lifestyle stories, people that have gone vegan or moved abroad any other kind of starting fresh story, any kind of story where someone had to or decided to make a choice to start fresh. This show is going to have a whole lot of motivation and inspiration to show you that anything is possible. From time to time, I will hop on and tell a story of my own as well, which is what you can expect in today's show. So the show itself, the Starting Fresh podcast, was inspired by literally my whole life. My whole life is a Starting Fresh story. Um, But more seriously, recently I was watching an episode of The Good Place. Do you love The Good Place? Who does not love The Good Place? Anyway, so I was watching an episode of The Good Place recently, and spoiler alert, um, without going too far into detail... There was an episode where Tahani was very frustrated that Eleanor was doing better or seemed to be doing better at adapting, at being an adaptive leader. Um, Things would go wrong and Eleanor could just leap into a new plan without blinking, it seemed. And Tahani was getting frustrated because she felt like she was not contributing as much. And Eleanor really just pointed out that Tahani, of course, had, she was giving her own value to the situation. That aside, um, she, that Eleanor herself had been raised in, quote, crappy situations. Um, and because she had been raised like that, it caused her to learn to think on her feet. She was someone who learned to adapt in the moment and create new plans and start fresh. And that really resonated with me because... People are so inspired, very, that's the number one thing that I hear in my inbox from clients and just from people in general who know me, um, is that they are so inspired by my ability to start fresh. But for me, it's really an acquired skill. It's something that has been necessary for my survival. Uh, But now as an adult, right, 30 years old, I'm no longer living in that survival mode. I've learned um, different mindset tools and have been able to apply my ability to start fresh as well as all of these new gifts I've picked up along the way um, to really start fresh and show others that it is easy. It's easy to start fresh wherever you are with whatever you have right now. So that is what we're really here 
to discuss and showcase here on the Starting Fresh podcast. And it's a joy to have you with me. So thank you so, so much for being here. Um, Side note, I do want to invite you, if you're someone who's got a great Starting Fresh story, get in my inbox, slide into my DMs, find me on Instagram. I'm at Tiffany Purdy, or you can send me an email at hello at tiffanypurdy.com and let me know what your Starting Fresh story is and we can set up an interview and get you on the podcast. It would be a joy to hear your story. So with that said... I would like to introduce the first episode of the Starting Fresh podcast with one of my own stories. And this is going to be about my entrepreneurial journey. This stretches all the way back to 2014, and there are a lot of twists and turns along the almost six years that have happened since then. So settle in, grab your tea, because here we go. So this story starts all the way back in February of 2014. I was 25 years old and I was working at the time at a local engineering firm here in Tampa, Florida. Um, I was hired as an administrative assistant originally when I started working there and quickly my role transformed into that of a marketing uh, assistant and they had one person working there who was a freelance consultant and she would come in every so often and um, when I would work with her I was so fascinated with like what she got to do the fact that she could just come in a couple of times a month that this wasn't her only client that she essentially worked for herself and she was a really cool person too she got to travel a lot and Prior to this life, I had been living um, as a marketing assistant at an engineering firm. I was, um, you know, I used to travel a lot and it was really exciting to me that she got to do both. She got to live a creative, stable life, you know, and uh, expanding herself and her career while also traveling all over the place. Um, And so... I, she became a mentor of sorts for me, and that was really cool. Um, she showed me, she really was impressed with how, um, how great of a communicator I was, especially with my writing. I'm a good writer. I've always been a writer since I was a little kid. And so she got me thinking that I could be doing you know, web copy and blogging, and she got me started doing things for her. I was basically a sub-consultant. And when she would get a client who needed blogging done or needed some copy for their website, she would outsource that to me. And that was really awesome. It showed me a window into a new opportunity. And so as time wore on and we get to this, okay, February 2014, um, this point in my work with this engineering firm, I just, I couldn't take it anymore Um, I was the only woman who worked there and it was an extremely just oppressive and kind of toxic environment. I can take a lot in work. Um, Very strong Capricorn here for those of my fellow astrologers. And it was just, it was unbearable. I I left in the middle of a Tuesday. Um, And at that time, that's the one and only time that I've ever done that. It was crazy. So for me to say that I actually walked out of a job, it was pretty bad. Um, and so at the time I was side gigging, right? I was side gigging with this person who had become my mentor. I was, 
Um, blogging on my own for the first time in years and years since high school. And I ended up working for someone who lives in New York City. And I was working for a um, an online magazine, an online publication. And at the beginning, I worked entirely for free. I was blogging for free every single day. I would submit a full-length you know, news article. Uh, I was going to school for journalism at the time as well, and so it just seemed to be a good fit, a good internship fit. <clears throat> Eventually, I was promoted into an editorship position, and I was running the whole publication. I was interviewing new interns and hiring people on and editing all of the posts that went out every day, and I quickly learned the mechanics of SEO, right? Search engine optimization. And I acquired all of these skills along the way doing all of this. And so, but I was really just side gigging, right? I wasn't, I wasn't really making any money in these, in these positions that I was in, um, you know, 50 bucks here, you know, um, 20 bucks there, raise your hand if you're one of the Fiverr generation, right? And so, Eventually, you know, I was kind of, I was still working. I was working at the time I was working at Lush, right? I, I got another job. And so I was working, I was doing skincare, hustling during the holiday seasons. And I really, I loved my job there. I loved Lush. Um, but I got a little surprise at a certain point when I was working there at Lush. And I got pregnant with my beautiful, beautiful daughter. Um, and that was at the end of 2014. And so I was still working. I was still side gigging, um, building up a little bit here and there. I acquired a couple of regular clients. One of them was, this is not a joke, thefloortapestore.com. I don't know if it still exists. I should probably check that out. Um, but I blogged there. I was a ghostwriter for floortapestore.com for two years. I posted a blog post a week there for two years. Um, and there's only so much creativity you can get out of floor tape and like green, uh, safe working environments. But I did it every week for two years. So that was one of my regular clients. Um, you know, so my business was picking up a little bit. I was, you know, just business to business, B to B writing. Um, but I wasn't really passionate about any of this. Um, it was just, you know, it was, a, it was a job. It was another way to make money. It was just a little bit more flexible. Um, so as I was growing in size during this pregnancy, um, I was actually, I was also pregnant with another woman who was working at Lush at the time too, but she was further along than me. So when she was about to take her maternity leave, we were having, you know, this conversation. It was a slow day, whatever. And I asked her when she was coming back from maternity leave. And she just told me, oh, I'm not coming back. And I was shocked, right? And she's like, you know, I love this job, of course, but the amount of money it would take for me to put my son in daycare doesn't, it's more than I would make in my paycheck here. So it just doesn't financially make any sense. And that 
moment, I cannot stress to you enough, that conversation changed my entire life because I hadn't even thought about it up until that point. I had not thought about, you know, of course, everybody knows babies are expensive, but I just, I just didn't think about it, the dollars and cents of what I was doing. Um, I'll tell you more of my starting fresh stories as this show goes on, but there were times that I lived in a tent, okay? So um, not, you know, not always knowing where money was coming from was not necessarily something that struck fear in my heart. Um, But of course, having a child, that makes everything different. And so it was in that moment that I really realized, wow, I need to get it together. And so... I went all in on my business. I I kept acquiring more clients. I wrote for sign manufacturers and t-shirt printers and all kinds of different businesses, all kinds of different businesses. And again, nothing I was super passionate about, but it allowed me at least enough space to leave my job, right? And so that was really great. I got to leave my job two or three months before I actually gave birth. Um, Although I do have a very distinct memory of coming home and breastfeeding a week after our very um, traumatic birth, um, on a conference call, right? Like, um, being on a conference call, breastfeeding a week after coming home. Um, so I got right back to work, but, um, I could work from the comfort of my home. I could work at my own pace. I could work at the hours that I chose. And I was so, so blessed for that. And I, you know, that's a big part of what I want to share with people. A big part of what wakes me up in the morning is sharing that possibility, you know, and that opportunity with other people. So as, life went on. Um, you know, my post-pregnancy was pretty tough and maybe I'll have an episode about that at some point, but, um, it was, uh, it was tough. And so in January, 2016, I did what all stay-at-home moms do. And I signed up for an MLM. Um, and so doing what I knew how to do, which was blog and build, influence as it were, or just build a brand. I knew about marketing. I knew about branding. I knew about web copy. I knew about blogging. So I just took all these skills that I knew how to do. And I created a lifestyle blog and an Instagram called the Aloha Mama. Um, I did that to build authority and to promote the product and opportunity connected with my MLM. Uh, But of course, because none of this was anything I was passionate about, again, simply just taking opportunities because they were put in front of me and being someone who knew how to start fresh and was okay with that, I just went for it. Um, You know, what about this? What about this? What about this? Um, And it was really, it was a lot of pivoting, a lot of searching for a long time. So in fall of 2016, I chose to end the Aloha Mama. I chose to stop selling and, and, um, offering, sharing the opportunity with the MLM I was working in. And I created a blog that was called fair and frugal. It was an incredible idea. It was a blog lifestyle site, like a magazine that was geared toward moms specifically who wanted to shop ethically and fairly, um, you know, organic and uh, fair trade and right, all the things, um, all the little stickers and check marks you can get on the side of your products. Um, 
but also to do it on a budget, right? Because shopping for a family can get pricey, um, especially when you're shopping ethically and people are being paid fairly along the way that does get factored into the cost of the product that you buy. So it was a great idea. And though it was a great idea, um, for me, it, you know, again, it wasn't a passionate project. It was just, this is a great idea. Someone should do this. And I just did it. And so I built a team. I did exactly what I did at the magazine, right? That I worked for at the very beginning. I created segments for the magazine. There was a food section, there was a style section, there was a beauty section. We had all these different areas for the magazine. And I essentially hired interns for each of these sections. I trained them in how to write SEO blog posts, how to optimize their photos and everything so that we would rank high on Google. And I showed them how to build relationships, how to find people, how to find brands that were aligned in our core values and in their niche, right, within the segment that they were working in and how to build relationships with those brands, then how to go you know, acquire a sponsored post from them and basically sell a blog post on the website to that brand um, in exchange for you know, social clout. People do it all the time. This is the age of you know, sponsored posts. And so um, it, was, it was great, it was so good, it caught on, people loved it because it is a great idea, but because I didn't really want to do it. I found myself burning out. And so I ended up selling it to someone else, to one of the people that was, you know, one of my interns <clears throat> and just allowed her to take it out from under me. I don't know if she ended up continuing with it or not, um, but I just knew for me it was no longer aligned. It just was not something that I felt passionate about. And not just passionate about, but I didn't have the knowledge either, right? I had the skills to do what I did. I built it up and then I handed it off. That's what I knew how to do. I know how to start something, okay? So fast forward to April of 2017, I finally realized that I could do what I had been doing all along, which is coaching. And I didn't know that that was an actual job people could get paid for. I was just so stoked, so bewildered, because this is something I've done my whole life, whether it's with projects like this that are really hands-on entrepreneurial style projects, you know, or more emotional and personal things that you're moving through, like moving through grief or moving through a you know relationship breakup or starting to date again, right? I've always been that person that people come to because they've seen me be able to start fresh. Um, and so when I pivoted into coaching, it was very natural for me. And so I just kind of allowed myself to flow and pivot many a time um, between April 2017 till now and the date of this recording is November 2nd 2019 and so over the last almost three years I began in visibility and branding right because that was my whole background um, when I uncovered astrology and human design and it made instant sense to me I took a hard turn into those uh, tools and for almost a full year, and that was last year in 2018, I was just a human design and astrology focused uh, business coach. 
Um, and you know, I, again, I burned down on that because it wasn't my whole focus. I, the best way I can describe it is I was using my tools. I was putting my tools in front of me. Right. And it's like a doctor being like, oh, my scalpel, my scalpel. So great. My scalpel, this, my scalpel, that. And I still use astrology and human design with people, but I don't believe that it is the answer. Right. Um, I believe that really what I'm skilled at, really what I help people with is the energy to start fresh. And so I use all of these skills and all my knowledge uh, to help the people that I love helping the most. Sure. Um, But I ended up leaving the practice of solely reading um, astrology and human design charts last year. And so I came back and uh, learned more deep mindset work. I have been taking an NLP practitioner program on hypnotherapy, EFT, time techniques with um, Reese Evans at Yes Supply. I cannot recommend it enough. Actually, I'll leave a link in the comments or in the show notes in the comments. What am I, am I reading a Facebook post? Um, I do that all the time on Instagram stories too. So I'll leave a link in the show notes if you want to sign up for this program. Um, I'm also more than willing to have a chat uh, about it at some point. I'll probably make an episode about that just in general because it's helped me so much and really done so much for my coaching and my clients already. Um, so now <clears throat> I'm really just blending this all together. Visibility branding, um, helping people to have the courage to start something new in the first place, showing people how to flow with their own natural energetic state using human design and using all of these other tools that I've acquired along the way. So um, long story short, right? I am a coach now, but I've done so many, so many things along the way. This is one of my starting fresh stories, my entrepreneurial, my entrepreneurial journey. Wow, say that five times fast, right? Um, so thank you for listening. And there is more to the episode after this, but I would love to know, are you someone who wants to start fresh in this way? Are you, do you resonate with this? Do you have lots of ideas um, for doing something, right? having a side gig or following a passion project or anything like that. Um, I hope that this has inspired you because you can start wherever you are. I was working for $11 an hour, um, you know, pregnant, and I was able to build this business. It didn't start, you know, glamorous. It didn't start with necessarily things that I loved, but I acquired all of the skills that I needed to get to where I am now. And now I get to pretty much do whatever I want. And it's not going to lie, pretty friggin' awesome. So I hope that this has inspired you today and we will be back again for another episode of Starting Fresh soon. So I love podcasts with segments, right? Regular segments that you can expect. And next time you listen, you know that you're going to get that segment from this particular podcast 
podcast. So one of the segments that you can expect here on the Starting Fresh podcast is tea time. And generally what this segment is going to have inside are um, just things that are going on with me right now, right? Like what's going on with Tiffany? So um, in this particular episode, since this is episode one, I thought we would use the tea time space to... um, get to know each other or for you to get to know me, I guess a little bit. So aside from working, I have a daughter, which I mentioned. Um, Her name is Mana. It is Hawaiian. It means spiritual strength. And we are going to be moving in soon with my boyfriend, Charlie, after the new year. Yay, starting fresh. And though I never thought I'd say this, I am loving life here in Tampa, Florida. So I want to share five fun things about me so you can feel like you know me a little bit better on a personal level. So number one is that I quit coffee, cold turkey this year. This might not seem like a fun fact, um, but I feel like it's a really fun fact. I highly recommend quitting coffee to anyone who will listen to me. Um, lots of my clients have heard the quit coffee spiel from me. Um, no judgment, but coffee is, or at least for me, I had a really hard time. I was addicted to coffee. And so there was no moderation involved. I was drinking at least a venti iced Americano with an extra shot every day. That's five shots of espresso. And then I'd usually have a cup of coffee in the afternoon. And Um, As an emotional authority in my human design, it made me very erratic, although I did not recognize it when I was drinking coffee. And so the best way I can describe it is that, you know, I still have plenty of energy. I have, have plenty of energy. I just don't have all that excess energy to worry and stress about things that don't matter anymore. And that's literally what drinking coffee did for me. It just gave me more energy to freak out. Um, And we can talk more about cortisol levels and probably will at some point, but coffee is really terrible. It raises, um, or at least for your cortisol levels, it raises them, makes you in that fight or flight state. You can't think straight. So for me, coffee was something that was just killing my productivity, killing my vibe. Um, And as soon as I stopped, it was like a miracle. My life is um, 100% better. It's incredible. So um, number two, right? Once I got on a plane, um, and actually it was six planes, it was six flights, to go to Hawaii uh, from here in Tampa, Florida. I had nothing but a backpack and $25 in my possession for the flights over, right, to be able to eat from here to there um, because I was going to go live in a tent on an organic farm, and I did, and I went and I lived on a farm for um, almost a year. And it was the, one of the greatest experiences of my life. So no regrets. So amazing. Um, but definitely one of my fun stories. Uh, fun thing number three. This is my fourth podcast. Um, my first was my favorite up until probably this one. We'll see. But this feels promising. Um, but my, my favorite of my first three was my 2017 podcast called the not a regular empath podcast. I love that podcast so much. I had a podcast partner and it was really a lot of fun. Um, then I found out I was an emotional authority, which is in fact quite the opposite of a class of a classic emotional empath. Um, so when my partner left the project, I allowed the project to, um, lay to rest as it were. 
So fun thing number four, I recently helped plant a church here in Tampa and it has been one of the most enriching and fulfilling experiences of my life. Uh, It's been so much fun getting to know these people and getting to be part of this process and I'm just privileged to have been part of it. Um, And then fun thing number five is that last year I wrote a book called The Ego Death Experience. Um, If you're looking for it on Amazon, you will not be able to find it because it is currently uh, being revised and there will be a second edition coming out next year. The Ego Death Experience is um, part of the process that is in my signature program called Mindset Reset um, and it essentially helps you to recognize limiting beliefs and where they began so that you can give your inner child a hug and write a new belief for your present day self to live by. It's very powerful and very exciting to be able to revise it. Um, And so yeah, I'll have more details about the second revision coming out soon. And so that is your tea time for this week. And yeah. Before we go, I want to share with you a thought for the week. And this week, I am pondering imposter syndrome because I notice that imposter syndrome strikes me the most when I'm really closing in on something that gets me excited. Um, And after posting this on Facebook, I realized that this is true for a lot of people, actually, that this is almost like we can use uh, imposter syndrome as a compass, right, for purpose or for passion, because where we experience it the most is where our, our heart is the most. So... Uh, With that in mind, when was the last time that you experienced imposter syndrome and did you let it hold you back? How can you lean into the fear feeling and transfer it to anticipation and excitement? Journal it out. Um, I actually just talked about this on my Instagram stories today um, about shifting from fear to anticipation because fear, the chemical fear in your brain is almost identical to the chemical for anticipation. So when we recognize fears, we can notice and just shift and pivot right in that moment and get excited, choose to get excited. Um, so journal it out. Let me know what comes out for you. Slide into my DMs. My Instagram is at Tiffany Purdy and that is Tiffany with an I at the end. Thank you so much for tuning in to Starting Fresh. You can find all the links and tips I mentioned here in the show notes for this episode. And if you loved what you heard, I'd be so grateful if you could leave a glowing review on your podcast platform of choice and share this episode with a friend who needs it. And hey, let's be friends too. Find me on Instagram. I'm at Tiffany Purdy and tag me in your story to let me know that you heard this episode. Until next time, I know you and love you already. Bye now.